You may think your hotel is already green, but are you green enough for today's eco-conscious traveler? Welcome to the Sustainable Hospitality Podcast, your destination to learn from hospitality professionals on the value and opportunities sustainability will bring to your organization. It will put more heads in beds and lower costs at the same time. We are your hosts and sustainable hospitality experts, Kathy McGuire and Amy Walls. I'm your host, Kathy McGuire. In this episode, we talk with Ken Cruz, CEO of Alpha Wave Investors and Soul Community Planet, his new holistic hospitality hotel brand. Ken will discuss the importance of environmental and social governance for investing, as well as the conscious hospitality concept they're creating, which is all about being healthy, kind, and green. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, everyone. It is my pleasure to introduce as our guest speaker today, Ken Cruz, who's the president and CEO of Alpha Wave Investors and Soul Community Planet Hospitality. He's going to speak to us today a little bit about the uh, investment world and why sustainable investing is a really good idea. Ken, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes. So can you talk about how you got first got started in investing and Sure, sure. So I've um, I've been part of the hospitality industry since uh, undergrad. I graduated a long, 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 long time ago, and um, you know I learned a little bit about the hotel business and hospitality straight out of undergrad. I worked at a hotel close to you down in Marco Island, Florida, and uh, just really enjoyed all aspects of the business. But as I um, delved into the various operational pieces of the puzzle, I realized that the, the transactional side and the real estate side was also an area that I was deeply interested in. And so um, when I got done with my tour of duty at the Marco Island uh, Hilton, I moved on to graduate school and focused more on finance and, and um, the, the tactical uh, world of, of investing. Um, did a summer associateship with Merritt International and then moved over to host hotels, which at the time was called Host Marriott. And um, um, Host is the real estate wing. It's technically the parent company to Marriott International, um, but it's the real estate um, entity that, that, that then owns, at that time, owned most of the um, Marriott flagged hotels. Um, during my time at Host, I was I benefited from being part of an amazing team, uh, Chris Nacetta, who's now the CEO of Hilton uh, Worldwide, and um, KJ, Kevin Jacobs, who's the CFO over at Hilton, where we were all teammates, and um, a whole bunch of other just amazing people that I was able to learn from and work with. And, and um, you know, we grew the company from just a very, very, very Marriott-specific company through a bunch of real estate transactions into a multifaceted, multi-branded organization. And today it's the you know, blue tr- blue chip uh, hotel REIT and uh, obviously owns multiple different brands outside of of Marriott. I left uh, Host Hotels in 2005 and joined a a company that was very similar to what Host was when I joined in the late 90s uh, called Sunstone Hotel Investors. It was a relatively new investment vehicle, very focused on um, uh, acquiring hotels, mostly in secondary and tertiary markets, mostly branded, but um, select service in, in for the most part, and um, had a fun time with that group coming in first as asset management, and then CFO, then president, and then CEO, um, taking the company from what it was when I joined in 2005 to what it ultimately was, which is a, about a $5 billion real estate investment trust 
mostly focused on big institutional grade assets like the Marriott Wailea, which was a fun deal that I worked that 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 I I led while I was there. Um, um, Hyatt Embarcadero in San Francisco, the Big Hilton uh, Marina in San Diego, a bunch of those types of deals that were um, I was very fortunate to uh, to uh, have sort of helped to orchestrate and work with a great team there. Uh, I left Sunstone at the more or less at the peak of the equity cycle for um, investment companies and formed my own um, standalone um, company. Really good time to to walk away from the public company side as the stock stocks across the board peaked at that point. This was in 2015, and um, subsequently they're at 40 to you know 50 percent of the level of where they were back back then. So it had nothing to do with me me leaving, but I think <laughs> you know timing was was really really good to shift into the private side. Uh, we formed AlphaWave Investors in 2015, and AlphaWave has been really focused on both multifamily and hotels. But my my focus and passion, and and certainly my experience, has all been on the hotel side. So uh, have have done that for the past now six years. And in 2017, Pam, my wife, and I, who you know very well, and and um, she and I both met in, in business school. She's also been in the hospitality industry. We took a step back and said, this is a great industry. We love hospitality. Obviously, I have some experience with it and, and um, learned some lessons along the way. Um, one of the things that the industry is missing is a sustainability-focused brand that's excessively priced. And so we started forth and, and kind of hatched the idea of what is now Soul Community Planet. And originally, um, it was set up as Ecotel, which was simply uh, a sustainability-focused brand, as I said. We broadened that out then to be based on three core values, wellness, social good, and sustainability, as the three values that underpin everything that we do at Soul Community Planet. Um, and that's been, it's just been so much fun and so gratifying to, to develop that idea, to bring it to fruition in terms of three prototype properties, and then to see those prototype properties um, perform beyond our expectations, even through the COVID um, year that we're just now hopefully emerging from, um, and, and seeing how well they're performing. And, and so our next phase is to, to fairly actively, aggressively, but thoughtfully grow that portfolio as, uh, as we move out of COVID and into the recovery. Uh, it sounds great. I'm, I'm glad you're um, being successful during this time. And I think that speaks a lot to the vision that you have for this brand in reaching those consumers, those travelers who care very, very deeply um, about sustainability and, you know, how they spend their money and wanting experiences over, you know, uh, consumerism, you know, material yeah. consumerism. So um, tell us a little bit about um, each element, the soul community and planet part, what you've kind of developed into your properties. Of course. Yeah. So what we've tried to do is create a, a brand that first starts with existing hotels. So we look at vintage motels or boutique hotels that have been around for a while. Um, we're looking at things that, that are at least 30 years old and in most cases, if not, not older. And in most cases, as the real estate investor, we're often competing with folks who are going to you know, bulldoze the property and build something brand new and glass and steel and shiny modern structure. Um, so it starts with recycling existing uh, buildings that we can then then um, create our concept within. The, the three values, as, as you just touched on, are um, another way to say it is healthy, kind, and green. So soul is healthy, 
community is about kindness and social good. And then obviously planet is about sustainability and, and being green. And um, it's, it's really neat when you take these existing buildings and you don't have the added expense of starting up from the ground up, you can then um, retrofit a whole lot of good features in most cases, um, either cost effectively or in a way that maybe it does cost a little bit of money to drop in you know, a massive solar array, for example, in the case of Colorado Springs, but there's an ROI associated with that. So um, with our real estate, we always look for base assets that um, are conducive to all three of those, supporting all three of those core values. Um, usually that what that means is there's ancillary space that was maybe originally more meeting space or restaurants, or we we're even looking at deals that have you know, excess spa space that's not as as, as relevant um, right now, where we can then convert that over to, um, you know, health-based features or um, on the social side, you, you, we do a fair amount of co-working and memberships that 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 really works well because it creates a, a more vibrant community within the four walls of our of our properties. And then, of course, on the green front, we're always trying to find ways to do things better. One of the things in our code that we 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 lead with is that we we know we're far from perfect, but we're always going to try to be better because uh, I think in all three of those areas of um, of our core values, you know, we're excited about them. Our, our our passion and enthusiasm for our core values is is really evident in all we talk about, and we always I always try to bring the team back to well, we also need to be. Um, we need to temper our th enthusiasm enough to the point where we're not overstating how much we're doing. We want to do more. Not everything is feasible. So we always talk about the fact that we we know we're far from perfect in all three of these areas. We're going to always just try try to try to do better. And what are you finding from investors? Because um, everything I'm reading is that investors are, are really looking at environmental and social govern, governance, uh, also known as ESG. So what have you found in the investment community um, as far as that goes? Yeah, no, you hit the nail on the head. And, you know, we never use that that um, acronym or, or, or those, those initials when we started out with the business. We just said, look, we know that this is a need that's unmet in our space. We know this is an area that we're passionate about. And, and um, because of our experience in the industry, it's something that we're, we're you know, we, we're reasonably good at. So we overlapped all three of those areas and came up with Soul Community Planet. Um, and then as we've embarked on this, what I'd call the next chapter in our growth, the first chapter was I, the idea, coming up with the brand. The second was creating the prototype properties, of which we have three that are, as I said before, performing quite well. Now the next chapter is to, to thoughtfully expand the portfolio. And so to do that, we engaged in a number of investor conversations during the course of 2020. And we were fortunate to have um, just announced at the end of the year um, that we locked in a a, a wonderful relationship with a, um, a group that was drawn to us for exactly <laughs> the, the point that you just made, that um, they love what we're doing, they see the opportunity in this space, um, but they really, in particular, like the fact that we are such a pure play ESG investment. So we were able to um, enter into a little over $200 million uh, equity infusion from this group that enables us with prudent leverage and so on to um, to further develop the brand, to to further and um, develop our our management capabilities, and um, the bulk of that will go though toward acquisitions of new hotel properties for conversion over to Soul Community Planet, and and it all started with, as you said, a different twist on on healthy kind of green, and it's ESG. Well, it seems to me that investors are um, 
are realizing that it's a really good return on investment. So other hotel properties, existing properties, it would behoove them to uh, kind of uh, mimic what you're doing because uh, the the property then becomes more valuable, does it not? Yeah, and it's but it's it's sort of interesting. You know, we live in obviously we live in a capitalistic society, right? And and I, I firmly believe capitalism is what has made America great. Um, what I love about our model, and and this isn't this is not something that we've invented. I think Patagonia did a great job with it. Whole Foods, a whole bunch of other. Uh, I figured it out that you can be a conscious capitalistic company mm-hmm. and um, the end result is profits are not bad. Profits are good. The more profits you make, the more good you can do. So it becomes a, a much more logical and a sort of virtuous relationship between doing good and also achieving um, success financially from a traditional standpoint. Um, that's a concept that's still, la- um, I think, being missed by a lot of a lot of folks out there, mm-hmm. and so when we talk about things like um, one of our innovations is fair trade pricing, you know, fair trade pricing is meant to level the playing field and not only level the playing field but put us all on the same team with our customers instead of that traditional mindset where the customers and the and the service provider, whatever business it might be in, are, are sort of transactional and they're on the other side of the table from one another. We try to bring everybody on the same side of the table because we're all working together for this movement of healthy, kind, and green. Um, one way we've, we've put uh, our money where our mouths are is that we have something called fair trade pricing. Fair trade pricing says that all of our guests um, determine the price that they pay for their, for their stay. And it's based on the quality of their experience. Um, and a lot of folks out there in, in the business, when we came out with that, I didn't mean for it to be such a lightning rod, but when we came up with it, it was just so many people were like, oh my gosh, you're going to get so tortured by that. People are going to take advantage of it and abuse the system. And um, I'm happy to report that the absolute opposite is the case. Uh, what has happened is less than 1% of our guests have utilized fair trade pricing or invoked that in, in, during their stay. And in each case, it's always been for something that's truly been an, uh, you know, negatively impacted their experience. And let's face it, as I said, we're far from perfect and we're always going to try to be better. From the four seasons on down, there's going to be issues that arise during guest stays. And if you have a clear, easy, non-confrontational mechanism to address those guest issues before the guest leaves, um, ultimately everybody wins. And so that's where fair trade pricing comes in. But again, it's a concept that's such a, um, it it deviates so far from the traditional mindset of, you know, to make money, you've got to set the price and drive that price and revenue manage it. And, 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 and we need to control the pricing, not the consumer. Um, we've, we've thrown that out and it, and it seems to work quite well, but I think it's areas like that that have, um, resulted in, um, others not necessarily following suit because it's just a difficult, um, difficult concept for people to get their, their mind around. Well, it's, it's a wonderful uh, brand concept that you have created, uh, and I have no doubt you'll have continued success with it. Are, are there any other uh, points that you'd like to make as we conclude our interview? Well, I would just say thank you for taking the time to, to hear our story. Uh, I could go on for hours about this. Um, where we are right now is, as I mentioned, we're, we're looking to thoughtfully grow the portfolio, and we want to do it in a, in a way that's very additive to existing owners. So there's a lot of, unfortunately, 
distress and pain and suffering out there in, in the hospitality space, for sure, after this tough year. So what we're hoping to do is um, sort of meet up with owners who are facing debt situations or workouts or you know, uh, other um, challenges with liquidity and come in and create a win-win where we can put our brand in place, upgrade the property, fix maybe their debt problems, and in the, in the process, grow our portfolio in the right way and create a positive outcome for incumbent owners, enhance the assets, so therefore create a, um, and, and put Soul Community Planet in place and therefore create a great outcome for consumers and travelers to that market. And obviously the more, um, the more great properties we can put into our portfolio, the more awareness is built for our brand, the more advocacy occurs and it becomes this, um, this virtuous cycle. So um, appreciate you giving us a chance to talk a little bit about it. Well, why don't you give us uh, your web address so people can check it out to see exactly what you're doing. Sure. There's two of them. There's www.soulcommunityplanet.com. And then there's also SCP Hotel. Uh, either one of them works to, to kind of learn about the brand. SCP Hotel is more the consumer facing brand and Soul Community Planet is more the kind of the corporate vision and so on. Right. Ken, thank you again for um, sharing this uh, information with us. Really do appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for joining us today on the Sustainable Hospitality Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe. And if you'd like a free consultation on becoming a much greener hotel, please visit us at sustainablehospitalitypodcast.com.